Okay, Marty. Woo! I always want to do this at the beginning of the show, but Chris always edits it out, but I'm going to say it right now. <gasps> Chris, why do you edit that out? Did he tell you to edit that out? Probably did. <laughs> then you're fired. <laughs> Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to <clears throat> Talk Hard Podcast. Hard talk. One of these days he'll get at least in them. I apologize for this <laughs> specimen. Welcome to the show, regardless. <laughs> we got a good show for us. We got it. We got such an amazing show today that I don't even know what we're talking about. <laughs> What are we talking about today? What's going on in your world today, Brian? I know I got Chris Cobb over there chewing on his fingernails, so. He, what do you want to talk about, Chris? Chris is playing computer interfaces with himself. And so are we talk about the metaverse? So here's what I hear. When I don't I, want to do any of that, by the way. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> Whatever he's saying. Well, I'm still. Oh, God. I'm going to talk him out of it because what I hear you saying when we talk about human interfaces or computer interfaces with humans in the interaction, I hear you're going to get replaced with an AI. Do you really want that, Chris? No, not quite replaced with an AI. No, no, no. That's what I hear, though. No, 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 no. There's no teamwork. Either the robot wins or you win. There is no no team in robot. (laughs) All right. Well, we had we had okay. So we're trying to listen to the fans, and I asked my wife about a few things, and I've been thinking about some things in general. And there is, let's see here. I got to find it because this is very unprepared of me. Because um, Chris threw me off with his. I mean, I was cool with replacing him, but it was a different topic. Um, How are you replacing? I'm just kidding, Chris. Chris. I love you and your good hand. Humility versus <laughs> ego. <laughs> <laughs> ah! So that's hilarious. Tuning down the inner critic and creating duality. Oh man, we got all these big words the again. Yeah. Oh, so the ego. I just want to preface. That's two syllables, right? <laughs> that when you're communicating with us, we're quite dumb in reality. So use two syllables. Or dumb less. it down a bit. Yeah. Dumb it down a bit because yeah. uh, we're both hardcore drug addicts who have tried to reform their life. So we're not even using layman terms. We're using lame terms. Like, speak to me like I'm dumb. Um, let's see here. Tuning down the inner critic and creating I say this. duality between humility and I, ego. I, I want to... I like the duality part because I am really concerned that a lot of people talk about ego and they, you know... I think that ego is a good thing. I think too much ego is where you get into egotistical and nobody likes that quality in a human being right but it takes a certain level of ego it takes a certain level of um confidence which is you know borderline ego borderline confidence so i think it takes a certain level of ego to push us to do things that we don't think we can do that we don't think we should do and i think that's where amazingness comes from is that level of i can do this i'll show you you can't stop me watch me don't believe me just watch kind of kind of mindset um i think ego i think ego is important i think there's good ego and i think there's bad ego um and that's i like that's where i like what she said about the duality between ego and humility because i i brian you say something brian kendrick you say something about humble pride right because everybody wants to be humble but yet 
it's it's okay. it's great to be humble. It's great to have humility, but it's also great to know your worth and, and know what you're putting, know what your value is, and have confidence in that. You know. So the funny thing is, is when you're saying this, what I hear and what I think the biggest problem in general with topics like this when they come up is communication language more language. more or less really because when people hear ego they think bad but they hear confidence and they think good it's the same thing agreed too it's much just being too much called something one... different so that somebody can have a different feeling about it and i get it we all communicate in different ways and maybe that's the bigger problem here is it's you can have an ego oh you're right well what if i just say can i be confident and then you don't have a problem with it anymore so where is the it's a sensitive barrier and sensitive line with people where it's like, I can say that I'm confident, but I can't say that I have an ego. But mm-hmm. in reality, it's the same thing. So where, where do we draw the line? Like, at what point do we stop being so sensitive about things and start just letting people be who the hell they are? Which is getting into this aspect of, like, humility and ego and being able to have, so my wife brought up, like, uh, you know, people that can take uh, constructive criticism. Mm. I construct if you can't take criticism like you have a you have a problem right you have an ego problem <laughs> this is what I mean right you so know then what I mean? now I you're mean, saying we have an ego problem but you would never say you have a confidence problem you really have, right you would call it an ego problem this is my point language barriers you're it's right. this it's well, just people hear stuff different ways too much of anything is too much too little is too little well the balance I, I'm a happy we medium we talk about ba- we talk yeah. about balance on the last show you yeah. did actually um but yeah I mean like when there's the thing about constructive criticism it's different than criticism mm-hmm. right criticism without compassion is brutality right that's what i think and and you got to anybody who's giving constructive criticism you need to check your motives what is your motive behind doing that? Is that to make that person uh, uh, seize some of their faults? And, and if it is to see some of their faults, is it doing it in order to help said person? Because that's where your motive needs to be. Otherwise, don't give criticism. If you're giving criticism about and you're just pointing shit out and you're just, you know, a lot of, a lot of what I used to do is I needed to be the smartest person in the room, right? That was my, that's my egomaniac just running wild. I need to be the smartest person in the room. Not only did I need to be the smartest person in the room, I needed everybody in the room to know that I was the smartest person in the room. That's ego. That's bad ego, right? Yeah. Good ego is being the smartest person in the room and not saying a damn word, I think. I feel like when you're the smartest person in the room, you shouldn't have to say anything. Yeah, because it's obvious. <laughs> And you should get a new room too. Obviously. Well, yeah, but obviously. what I'm saying is, like, it, it, like, I walk into many situations, and once I walk in, and this is more the way I carry myself because I can have humility in, and I've never been called egotistical, but I can walk into a room and just kind of take over because of my energy, right? Like, I just have this. I can wear a five dollar pair of jeans, and people think that I'm worth a million dollars. It's male. the way I carry myself. Yeah, it's that alpha male mentality, right? So that just comes naturally with the energy, but. So I didn't have to prove whether or not I was the smartest person in the room or whether or not I was doing the smartest things or whatever it was. It's this hunger for knowledge. Like I've always been this like super curious person since I was a child. The problem with that is, again, balance, right? So when we talk about like these types of things, we're talking about communication and ego versus humility and and the way people hear things and how this all comes about, in my opinion, is... 
you got to understand that what you say may not come across as what someone else hears. And that is tough. And that goes in both directions. So I said something. I didn't get my wife's permission, so I hope she forgives me for this. But I've said something recently. And I, when I say something, what she takes it is, is like bad. And now I'm a bad wife for worst case scenario. Right. Or she'll do something and I'll think she doesn't love me as much. Right. Because she said something a certain way. I will go down the stupid road and take that as well i was expecting something differently because i want to hear something a certain way and now she doesn't love me as much which is total bullshit and that's, that's what it boils down that's, to that's, at the end of the right end of the conversation in your head is she doesn't love me right it just that's what i mean it's this communication barrier where i've got it justified in my head because i set an expectation on what i want to hear and that's where the ego versus humility it's like are you actually being egotistical and not humble enough or am I just seeing it that way because of my lack of confidence? Well, here's the other, here's something that I I believe to be wholeheartedly the truth. And you guys can take this and you guys can really like ingest this. It's like you, you never, I never see anything the way that it actually is. I see things the way that I am. Right, the way that I'm conditioned, the way that I'm programmed, the way that, you know, depending on my mood or my state that I'm in at the present time, like I never see things for actually what they are, which is why it's so important. And I read a bumper sticker and on the on the book the other day, it says something about <laughs> be humble, you could be wrong, stay humble, you could be wrong, and okay, and and that's a that's a mindset that I that I can grab onto as well because like there's. You know how many times I thought I was actually right, just completely wholeheartedly, a hundred percent right, and turned out I wasn't right, and and that's a humbling moment when you're where you're. Are you writing that down, Chris? He's like I, he said he was wrong. <laughs> he said he was wrong. No, but I mean, literally, honest, like it's marking down the actual notation. <laughs> that's going to be on the internet later. But go ahead. But I mean, honestly, though, like I believe this that we it's all it's perspective. Like, I never see things for what they truly are. I see it from my viewpoint, from my conditioning, from my programming. And, and that's skewed. That's well, skewed a lot. Here's my biggest problem with this bumper sticker book, whatever it was that you called it. <laughs> On the it. book. Why is everything about right and wrong? Well, welcome to America, my friend. Like that, that to me is like, and, and it, this happens. Well, everybody's got to be right. And, and if no. they're right, the other people got to be wrong. But right is a, is a concept, right? Like Unless you're in a mathematical equation or right. some type of scientific metric, right is a, a, a frame of reference. Like I was right because right. Like why? Because you think you remembered what I said. You may not have actually remembered what I said, but in your head, you thought you knew what I said because you heard something differently. So in your head, you're right. What's the point? If you believe you're right, then you're right. But why do you have to be right? Wow, that's the right and wrong is what causes this competitive nature between us that causes a winner and a loser, and it is the downfall of relationships, in my opinion. Mm. Like there have been times between me and people where it's like, okay, you're right, and I'm like, I'm not trying to be right. I'm trying to fix a situation between us, a communication error. I'm just trying to get to the other side. This isn't about me being right. This is about us finding a solution. Well, first off, I, I know that I'm right. <laughs> you know, I don't need you to tell me that I'm right. I know I'm right. 
But but I mean like well, it's like be saying, humble because a, you could be wrong. I get that. Right, but there's also I get that. there's also a really good saying that I've used for a lot of years too is is you know, are you are you looking to be right or are you looking to be happy? Because in a lot of cases you can't have both. But here's where I'm going to battle that with my book bumper sticker that I heard today. Uh-oh. Don't be so open-minded that your brain falls out of your head. That's pretty open-minded. <laughs> Meaning don't lose control of yourself trying to appease I got I get others, that. right? Like get that. we and I feel like America's going through this right now, like where we're everybody's so concerned about everybody else, we're all trying to stay so open-minded that we've completely lost the concept of humanity in reality. Like, we're all going in 50,000 different directions. How can you expect us to ever come together if everybody's going in a different direction? Well, divide and conquer is the goal. Like, it's just never going to happen. And I'm okay with you having your views, but I'm okay with me having mine. And there can be this space where we disagree, and that doesn't mean that I hate you. I had a conversation... On a boat not too long ago with this lady who was from, uh, she was from Chicago and Chicago. I can't say too many good things about Chicago or the state of, or the state of Illinois. Just picturing you on a boat. I'm sorry. I I was on a boat. (laughs) I was on a boat and, uh, you know, some of my views might've come out, right? Some of my, some of my political views. Okay. Uh, which I don't tend to allow them to come out too often because of this. Well, it's, and again, it goes right back to what you said. If you tell people how you feel and where you stand, then it's going to piss off 50% Someone, of everybody sure. you know. Mm-hmm. 50% of everybody you know, right? Uh, so I kind of made it, let it be known, and, and, and little did I, I know that, like, hey, she's from Chicago. Like, yep. That 50% quickly jumped to 90 being from where she's at geographically. So uh, I, you know, and I, and I pulled back and I said, you know what? We can be, we we don't have to agree with one another. We can still be friends. Mm -hmm. And the point of all that was we didn't say another word to one another. That's what I mean. You like, know, this it was is over. Sad. It was over because we didn't agree and we, we had different beliefs on different topics. And it, you know, the, which is, that's okay too. Like, I don't need to be friends with people. And listen, listen I'm going to attract, like attracts like. So who I am and what I am and my beliefs are going to attract those beliefs, those people, those types, right? If I'm positive, I'm going to attract positive people. If I'm negative, I'm going to attract negative people. If I have a certain belief, then I'm going to attract those types of people. And and honestly, it's better that way. Um, but not that I, I don't believe that I could be. I, I, it's hard. It's hard. You have a total belief than I do. A total different belief than what I do. And. For us to be friends when I think you're an idiot is hard. Chris thinks he's a robot. <laughs> he's, I, I'm not so sure that he isn't getting transformed. You know, but anyway, like, yeah. it's hard. It's hard to, like, because there's some sta- things that you believe in that you have stands on, stance on. And you, you're, you know, that's that's who kind of what who you are. You know, your belief system is who you are. And to have somebody who in your life that complete opposite of that is like difficult and you know, I'm not so sure I'd hang out with 
the other type. <laughs> I don't want to talk about uh, political, but I, I really don't have a lot in common with people who believe differently than I do when it comes to that specific topic. Okay. Because so, I'm just like, you're an idiot. Well, here's what I've, here's what I've been learning. In, and that's and it's, ego. It's funny that you bring this up because when you say, you know, like attracts likeness, like it, on some level will work against you because I feel like you have to earn it, right? So lately, over like the past month, I, I've been in this space for so long where everything was just going so damn good. It almost seemed effortless, right? Yeah. And then it was all of a sudden like now the world was like, hang on, buddy. I'm going to make you earn this month. I had the same mentality, I had the same things going on, but something shifted. And now I'm getting a lot of pushback in space where I'm not used to it. My, okay. my routine is the same, but now I'm having to fight for that right to be that person. Like, to keep that belief, it's like, if you want to go religiously, it would say, make a plan and God laughs at you. All right. Or when you're doing good things, the devil's going to come after you. Right. Right? And so it's... Those type of things, when I was like, instead of viewing it as now I'm not getting my way, I was viewing it as now this is the rough part of the road where I'm hitting the hurdles and it's time to kick your boots off and put your running shoes on and start tackling these hurdles, right? Because this is just part of the journey that is going to happen. So sometimes I feel like that person came to you. Because of your beliefs. I needed a... Because you needed just a little like, hey, bud, you're not the only person in the room at all times, and maybe we should be okay with it. Now... Well, I want to say this, too, because I think this is an important part of what you just said, is like, guys, like, if you're in a room where everybody is gassing you up, and everybody is on your side, whatever side that may be, and everybody's, like, got the same belief systems as you, and like you said, you were going, you went through a month or two where everything was just effortlessly, things were flowing, things were moving. Like, for me, it's incredibly hard to to grow in any sort of way when everything is going good. Like, being able to, to, constructive criticism, criticism, period. Criticism, period, is what I need. You know, because a lot of times criticism hurts. It hurts your feelings. It hurts your ego. It hurts your pride. You're like, holy shit, that, you know. And then you start going down this rabbit hole of like, oh, God, man, I'm wrong. I, and then you start thinking about, well, now I look like an idiot. Now I, I feel like an idiot. And I, I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. Oh, shoot. And, and, and that's where, you know, you grow. You know, you, you, you grow. Well, you can look at it in two different directions. I choose to grow through that. Like, I, if something hurts my feelings or I'm struggling at this or that or multitude of things, then that's where I'm growing. You know, that's where I'm, because I, I choose to push through that. Or you can sit back and say, oh, God, this sucks. I'm, uh, you know, and then put yourself in that victim mindset that we, that we talk about a lot. Well, you know? there's, there's obviously multiple ways to, to look at things. We talked about perception before. You can go back and listen to all the other stuff we babble about. Um, the, other part, I was, I'm back to listening to like way more audiobooks because I kind of fell off it for a second as I was just feeling overwhelmed and took my little break. But as, as sabbatical, I was, yeah, it's my little <laughs> like my brain was hurting. He took a brain sabbatical. Um, it's he said, uh, this is one of Tony Robbins' new books, and he, what he said was, um, he said, a well person has thousands of wishes, a sick person only has one. That's deep. Right. Right. 
and when you think about that, and then like my wife brought up as, as I was texting her, like, "Hey, what should we talk about? Like, what what are you thinking today?" And something her dad likes to say is, uh, "Today is the first day of the rest of your life," which mm-hmm. is one way to look at it. Mm-hmm. There's the other side of the fence. First off, today is the only day of the rest of your life because you can only live in one day at a time. Twenty four hours. That's at that's time. another way to look at it. And then there is the way of if you woke up this morning. And you found out that you were going to die tomorrow. I am more than willing to bet you would do more today than you ever have. Don't you love that saying, like, live today like it's your last? Like, live every day like it's your last? Right. That's so, like, uh, Gary Vee does this when he wants to get motivated. And, and, and he's talked about, like, I imagine my mom dying. And that humbles me and makes me think, damn, I really need to do the most for today because while she's still here, I want her to have all these memories of these things that I did and I want her to be part of this experience and, and all these things. And then he starts thinking about what if you, I mean, everything is fine until it's not. That's just how life works. And people don't realize that. They're like, we're fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Yeah, you're fine until you're not. And when you're not, that's usually when things shift and it doesn't have to. So where is the breakdown in how that all gets to shift meaning what does it take well a lot of people out here have been through tragic moments like and it's easy to lose that like for me been in a lot of people in recovery especially Mm -hmm. you know we went through some very tragic very hard very you know hopeless states you know, and, and, and to come out of that, I think that's where the, the, the reference to the pink cloud happens is because we've, we, we've survived it mm-hmm. and then now we're on fire and now things are great. But, you know, it's easy. Like, I, I used to have a saying that I said all the time, I didn't get sober to sit on the effing couch, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I think so many people, I, I think a lot of us out here, we lose that, that fire, that hunger, and, and, and it's important, like, and what it takes is something to slap you in the face, whether it be your mom dying, you want to put yourself in that, in that situation, you know, mentally, like, what would I do if my mom was, you know, or, you know, just something comes along life on life's terms, smacks you in the side of the face and you, and then you get real humble, real humble, real quick, because we get caught up in life. We get caught up in our jobs and our kids and this and that and going to this and PTA and all these different things. And, right. and, and, and we forget. We have, I have built-in forgetters of how bad it used to be and how good I have it now. And that's a humbling. When, when, when I can do that, sometimes I do it daily. Sometimes I go weeks without actually like stepping back and saying, holy shit, like, I remember you know, and <clears throat> I remember living in a trap house without running water. I remember not having electricity for for days on end, sometimes weeks. I, I, I remember having to wake up every day and stick a needle in my arm just to get, to feel like I'm, I was not dying, you know. And, and, and I think those people who have got it out the mud, whether it be any kind of success, and, and we talk about perspectives on success success could be i'm not using drugs today success could be i have a job success could be i'm a happy father success could be i've got a great career and making lots of money whatever you deem as success but it's easy when we get that to forget how bad it actually was you know and it's very important for me to put myself in that 
mindset once in a while. Okay. Because I, I don't appreciate a lot of things. I don't appreciate a lot of people. And, and, and I don't appreciate where I'm at in life because I'm too busy caught up in this damn rat race that um, that we as human beings seem to get caught up in, you know? And it's important. It is. And, and if you guys could all just take a moment and look at, you'll go to your, he used to give himself high five. I don't know if you still do mm-hmm. that. He used to give his high, his self high fives in the mirror and say, good job. You know, wait, you, you know, and if you could go to the mirror in the morning and just sit there and, 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 and think, man, you know, I'm not a, I'm a survivor. I'm, I'm a fighter. I'm a winner. I'm a, I'm, I'm getting through. I have done, I have been through hell. And here I am today. You know, it's it's really hard to transform your life from a total POS that you used to be or that you could have been last month and to to, to make the necessary changes in your life to get to make the to change habits, to change all these different things about, you know, new neurological pathways in your mind to develop those is incredibly hard. And I think we don't give ourselves enough credit for it sometimes. Well, I know for sure we don't, but I don't want to discount the people that might be listening that have never messed with addiction at all. Well, they have they have the, also had very hard times tragic. that doesn't make them any more or less or different than an addict that's just a different path, in my opinion. So if there are people out there that are listening and they're like, well, only addicts have come out of the darkness? No. like, And I'm not discounting it. I dealt with yeah. it. I over 10 years of messing with pain pills and heroin and plenty of other stuff before then, right? Messed with all the hard drugs, very stuck in it, been through that, gotten out of it by the grace of God in my own hard work, right? Right, right, right. But there are people that have never had to deal with that side of the fence that have been poor and in poverty and, say, and I hope dealt you can with... fill in the blank. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whatever that looks like, like, here's... My biggest problem with everybody's sob story. They say it like they're the only person that fucking has one. And I don't care if you <laughs> leave this in because I want that to be heard exactly like that. You're not the only person with a damn sob story. I don't feel sorry for you. I don't. I'm sorry. I really don't. And you, I like it. Every single person out there goes through hard times. People act like, well, that's a trust fund kid. You don't know. What yeah. they deal with. Money doesn't fix your problems. It causes more expensive ones. That's really all it does. <laughs> your use in cocaine you dramatically You don't get it. Increases. Like, just because they don't think about money doesn't mean they don't have traumatic... Like, oh, man. There's another side to that world where it's like they deal with a whole different perspective of, like, corruption and judgment and all of these things. Like, people all want to be famous until you are. And then it's a whole different world out there. And if you ask the majority of famous people, what do you wish more than anything? And they'll say something as simple as, I wish I could just go to the damn mall. Right. Without people, like, we take that for granted, and we <laughs> act like they have this amazing life. But they can't leave their house sometimes. They can't fart in public without it ending up on the news. <laughs> right? Like, it's well, stupid. Please, guys, listen to me. Like, I, I, I agree with Brian on this. Like, you've every one of us has been through some really hard shit in our lives. Right. Especially in this day and age. Like, you've been through tragic moments of, of, of death, of sickness, of losing of a family member, of car wrecks, of being poor, uh, uh, sleeping in the streets, being whatever. Like, and everybody has their level of trauma. That's the crazy part is, like, I was... 
when I was sleeping in my car and going through this addiction, to me, that didn't feel like trauma compared to finding your chick with another dude. And that was in more times traumatic than other things that people would be like, man, I'd rather deal with that. It's just a different version. Yeah, people, everybody's different. Everybody sees things in a different way. And that's kind of the whole point to what we're talking but, about. But I want to hit on that again. It's like, again, I agree with Brian. I don't feel sorry for you. No. And if you're trying to get somebody to feel sorry for you, well, then you're not going to be in my, not, definitely not in my circle, but not even in my realm. You know what I mean? Because like every, the, and this is the problem with people who've been through, not everybody, because some of us see, uh, take a perspective on, I'm going to get through this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be better because of it. I'm going to grow through this. I don't, you know, things don't happen to me. They happen for me and I'm going to get through this shit and I'm going to be stronger because of it. And then there's other people's, and these are the people I'm talking about. I don't feel sorry for you if you want to live in that misery, if you want to live in that trauma, if you want to live in that victim mindset, because there's ways out and you're choosing and even, maybe you can't see it. Maybe maybe there's a part of you who can't see it. Well, then you need to wake up at 6 a.m., listen to some motivational shit, listen to me and Brian, get up off your ass and go <laughs> get it. Like, quit living in it. Because I tell you one thing, there, everybody in this world's got their own shit, and nobody wants to hear your shit unless your shit is going to affect their shit in something positive, right? That's my thing. Is like, it doesn't get over yourself for starters, right? Like, Boo-hoo, blah, blah, blah. Your mom died. Your dad died. Look, that's uh, that's great. sad. Sorry. My dad's going to die too. So do I get to call you when that happens and play the same do violin? I do I need to quit my job and start like, drinking and what go does down? that mean? Bat, you know, what do I, is that my excuse? Am I looking for an excuse? Like, I understand it's tough. I get it. I, I, I've lost more people than I yeah. literally, I lost count somewhere near a hundred. Right. It was happening like every other month as a kid. I went to my first funeral at five years old, somebody in our church. From that day to today, it has been almost every six months to a year. There's been one, some years, three or four. Like, this is the unfortunate part of life. And people are like, man, how do you live through that? How do you not? (laughs) What am I supposed to do? I'm going to disregard their memory by taking my own life. And again, I'm not against, I feel sorry for the people that killed themselves not in a, in a in a pity way, because you got to be hurt. Like you got to have a pain that is so bad, and I don't think people understand that. When you talk about suicide and what happens, like I don't think people understand the type of strength that it requires to actually kill yourself. I I have been in in that situation where I wanted to, and I've tried, and, and I don't I, have the balls. Well, and that's I what don't. it boils down to. I didn't have I I didn't have the balls, and I'm it. strong. Yeah. I know, but I, I've had it. I've had a gun in my mouth. Mm-hmm. I've took shots where I knew I was going to not wake up, mm-hmm. and then I've put shots in where I, I absolutely knew it was going to kill me instantly, and I couldn't push it all the way in. Right. You know what I mean? So I, I get it, and I don't have the courage to do it. So you're right. Those who do that, like. I mean, you got a lot of people out here that are completely successful in all other forms of their life, but are just miserable and they kill themselves, you know? So there is a, there is people that are like unbelievably successful that kill themselves because of a different level of pain, right? Like they can't handle the pressure of all these people judging them and, and they can't stand who looking. And then there are people that just actually are medically 
have a condition that had that you just like you, when you feel like you're going crazy, but you don't feel like you're crazy. That would make you want to kill yourself. Yeah, yeah. Like I can't even imagine that because it it literally is not something I've ever experienced on that level. Like I felt like I was going crazy, but I knew I was high. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I know there's a giraffe in the front yard. Like when you're when you're but I also know the that there is not <laughs> right. <laughs> Am I crazy? No, you just need to go to sleep, big dog. My big thing with people is just like. <laughs> Here, here, I'm going to repeat this until I'm purple in, in my face. I'm choosing Good job. to not. Yeah, Good there job. we go. Swallowed that one. Yeah. Um, we spend so much time trying to deal with everybody else, right? I'm trying to appease everybody else. I don't know how many billions of people there are on the planet or hundreds of millions or whatever the number is. Seven I know billion. it's a light, right? I couldn't make you all happy if I wanted to. And I don't want to know all of you. I don't have the time. I don't have the space. I don't have the cell phone coverage. I don't want to deal with that. So why are we so concerned with the billions of other people if you would stop what you're doing and get concerned with what you're doing and in yourself? And what people don't understand is like, I'll never fix that. Why are you trying to? Why are you trying to fix things? Why don't you fix yourself? Understand that you'll reflect that, and as you reflect that and cause that energy, that will naturally create change in others. Your energy makes things. Your energy is so important, guys. Like, have you ever been, have you guys ever been, you you know, it's, energy is everything, right? And how, okay, so, scenario. Um, a house. A house with a wife. I hope that doesn't offend nobody. A house with a wife and okay. and, and three kids in it, right? Is there and, 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 and 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 wife's making dinner because they talked about it. Her and her husband, and they decided that she was going to make dinner that night. And uh, so it was a. It, it's not like it's sexist, okay? <laughs> <laughs> in this scenario, they had previously discussed it. He cooked the night before. If it makes okay, you feel better. All right. Okay. <laughs> Go so ahead. so so wife is in the house and she's cooking and she's cleaning and she's she's dancing they got the little radio playing there and the kids are running around you know doing kid shit and laughing and having fun and running and bouncing off shit you know what kids do right right and and then uh, the husband had he, husband walks through the door slams the door starts grumbling starts bitching starts you know or had a bad day at work and next thing you know wife turns off the radio the three kids run to their bedroom they shut the door the wife's not dancing the wife's not cooking you know doing her thing the whole atmosphere in the house changed by that one energy you know let's let's take it a step farther because i've actually experienced this myself i've been this from guy from my own I energy i have been this guy from my own energy where i will walk in a room and everything shifts because I'm in a bad mood. Right. It does. Like, I don't have to say anything. It's contagious. I can just be in the room and I can be trying to even fake it to be like, I don't want anybody else to experience this, but I'm kind of just naturally like who I am is who I am. You're going to deal with it on some level. And so this, my energy, I feel like is stronger than others because I don't fake anything as much as possible. This is just who I am. Take it or leave it. And so my energy can shift a whole entire room. Guaranteed. Because that's what happens, right? So, so This is a scientific fact, by the way. Y'all can look this up. Like, we actually carry hertz, and they do travel, and they're known as an energy surface. A vibration yep. is energy. 
<laughs> now Chris is trying Chris to is brainwaves, brainwaves. brainwaves but it's true. It, it, it's like it's it's everything is connected in mm-hmm. this universe, and and everything's connected through vibrations and vibration. You know, because everything is moving in this universe, mm-hmm. and everything that moves causes vibrations. Vibrations is a is a is a hertz. Is it's a frequency, mm-hmm. and so. When you walk in a room, and that's how we're all connected forever, right? Because mm-hmm. you absorb those frequencies. And I, my question <coughs> to you and everyone out here, would you rather be the person? And I, I want to be, I got sober, and this is me cause, talking everything about recovery because that's where I am. I got sober because I spent 20 years in that negativity, that chaos, that misery, that grimy, pestis, parasitic, just human nature of a, of a, of a credent, right? And, and then I got sober, and I'm like, I don't want to have that energy no more. I want to walk in a room where people are kind of down or out or just, like, uncomfortable, and I want to bring that frequency up. I want to walk in a room, and everybody is, is like, okay, happy. They start smiling. They start laughing. They start forgetting about their problems. That's what I want to be. So I want to be that husband that comes home and turns up the radio and starts dancing with my kids around the, you know, and... and you know, I don't know. Maybe I'll step on a Lego and run it all. But <laughs> you know, I, I don't know about you, man. But what do you what do you guys want? Do you want to be a negative, parasitic person, or do you want to be an energy filled life being who makes people happy? Well, here's the thing. Even like so, this ironically, or maybe not, comes all the way back to this comment on ego versus humility, right? Like, let's just be honest about the situation and, and even, you know, what my wife had texted me about, about the way people do this whole like constructive criticism and comparing yourself to others and living today or today's the first day. It's, it's the reality of balance and everything that you do. And if you focus on the balance and everything that you do and you were focused on and you can feel it, trust me, because when I'm knocked out of balance now, and the more you work on it, the more you become in tune with it, just like when you go to the gym. When I first started going to the gym, I just felt sore. Then it would get to the point where as I was working out, I could actually feel the fibers of the muscle inside of my body firing in different ways because I was becoming so connected with the muscle tissue. And you can research this stuff too. Bodybuilders will speak about this, the mind-to-muscle connection. If you want to become it's like true. a top-level bodybuilder, you have to learn to connect your mind with the muscle that is firing to get it to shape the way that you think about. Agreed. Agreed. I see the muscle a I certain have, way. I have done this numerous times, and I can contest on, on the, you know, I can attest. Sorry, I can attest on this, and it's actually true. So this all comes down to the reality of you as a person. So what does that look like? What does ego versus humility look like? I don't know because I'm not you. I know what it looks like to me, and that's all that matters. And if you don't like that, maybe you should worry about that just, because that's none of my business and I don't have time to deal with it. Just to recap too, like ego is important. It's important to have that confidence. For sure. To have that. If you're going to do anything great and great is perspective, what you deem is great, right? So if you're going to do anything great or profound in your life, you better have a certain level of ego and you know what I mean? But don't. Nobody wants to be around an egomaniac. Nobody wants to be around somebody who thinks they're better and everybody's smarter and everybody and all that shit, right? right? So keep that in check. 
And in the way that you can keep that in check is be around other people who are going to call you out on that BS, which is the constructive criticism that comes along with people. Because I, I won't, I don't criticize anybody if I don't like you, and I, I, I just don't want nothing to do with you. I tell people that all the time. Don't worry about when I'm talking about what you <laughs> worry about when I stop. Yeah, because that's when I don't like you. Because that's when you're just not on my radar. If anymore. you're my friend, if you're my homie, I'm going to, I'm going. To, they say I'm going to criticize you. I'm going to mm-hmm. say, look, man, that's 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 messed up. Man. What are you doing? You know. Um, yeah. Well, it comes down to like the duality between the two, right? And so again, it's a my balance. whole point is like. I'm not worried about who you are. You need to be worried about who you are because I don't have time to worry about who you are. I can't do anything about it. So what am I worried about? I can't change you. I can't figure out who you are. You need to. And so if you're listening to this, spend some time focusing on who you are and let your reality speak to you and who you are today may not be who you are in 10 years from now. Even if you're an amazing person, you can be an asshole 10 years from now. Let's just be real. Things shift. And who I was 10 years ago was a completely different person. Who I was four years ago is a different person. Who I was four minutes ago is a completely different person. Like who I was. Sometimes I walk in the door and 10 minutes later, I'm a different person. But the core of who I am is always remain the same. Who I am is a person that has genuinely always had compassion and you want to talk about like a creepy energy? My grandma died in 2000. And I remember sitting on the couch with somebody and like I had friends over and I was sitting down on the couch. I was selling stuff on eBay. I used to sell autographs in California because it was easy to get <laughs> your, your own autographs. Money. No, because <laughs> we, we get the Lakers were nearby. But anyways, I digress. When you sit in a room with someone like I felt the energy of my grandma, because I felt like we were so connected, and I said my grandma's going to be dead tomorrow. And she died at like 4 in the morning. Ah, that's kind of creepy, bro. I'm going to keep you away from and me. And for a while, I felt... Well, no, I'm talking about, like, this is just when you when you genuinely feel who you are as a person, and you know who you are, and you understand who you are. I was in a fight with a girl one time. I was like 22 years old, and... I looked over at my boss and I said, I need to go home because my girl is throwing all my stuff out of the house right now. In that moment, that's what I imagined happening because of an energy I was feeling. When I got there, that's actually what was happening. But I didn't know that. No one had actually said it. It was just a, when you're connected to people and you understand what's going on in your life and you don't fight it, you can feel things. It's called an energy source. This whole mother's intuition is not bullshit. It's real. Your mother is so connected to you because she gave you life. That's just reality. So this isn't like my mom is, you know, can predict the future. She's connected. Like, no, that's just people are connected and embrace that. Like, we're all so turned off by Intuition this. Intuition is very, is very powerful. And when you're connected, you're, you're very intuitive on... Like I, I said this many times, like intuition is my superpower. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause I'm connected with people on a level that I can kind of, I, like, I kind of know what people are going to do a lot of times before they do it, you know? And that's just intuition and that's energies and that's being connected. I just wanted people, cause we'll, we'll finish this here. Cause again, we're listening to y'all. So we're trying to wrap these up in shorter terms. Um, stop being so, we only believe what we can see typically. Stop being so turned off by the reality of other things being possible because just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not real. Stop fighting hard times. 
right? Stop fighting struggles because those are where you grow the most. Everybody wants to avoid struggles. Everybody wants to avoid people that criticize them. Not me. Let's get through this. Let's grow. Absolutely. 